If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living. And welcome back to the second hour of Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Well, nature deficit disorder is is a real thing and i'm sure you've noticed it with your kids this summer and and they want to be on their tablet their iphone their computer their xbox and they don't want to be outside like we were when we grew up and it's frustrating and there is a gentleman in the studio with me that's the founder and director of a camp for boys who's making great strides and getting a young gentleman off their devices and out in the wilderness and teaching them how to be independent and get them ready for adulthood and that's the director of mountain wisdom camp it's jay zipperman thank you for joining us in the studio jay thank you belinda i am so thrilled to be here today with you and all our listening audience here i just want to say my gratitudes to you and for all the people that have helped mountain wisdom to get us to this point so far well this will be your 13th year and you take a group of boys the camp this year is going to be from july the 11th through the 16th and it's getting these boys out and, and away from what they're accustomed to with every screen imaginable and putting them outside their comfort zone and really taking them from young adolescents to young men. And uh, you take, uh, what's, what's the age group? It is 12 to 17, and sometimes we'll take 11 and sometimes older. So for, for one week, we'll have 11 to maybe 79, 80 years old there for all together. And there's so much wisdom in that, all there being together. So we learn just as much from those young men as from uh, each other and the way we come there and being, being together in that way. So what can parents expect if they send their child to Mountain Wisdom Camp for the week if they're if they're frustrated like me i mean i see my kids they are very active during the summer because i do kick their behinds out in the yard and and make them go to the pool and and be around their friends but you know when their little faces are in in a screen they look like little glow worms because they're with the light it's just lit up so i call them you know glow worms and i just want to take the phone or whatever they're working on and just chuck it in a river. So for one week, we do get rid of all electronics, no glow worms at our camp. We are there together, so we get rid of electronics, all the devices. So we're there in a beautiful, beautiful, pristine site in North Georgia between Hiawassee and Helen, Georgia. It's in the National Forest with the beautiful trees, the hemlocks, and beautiful wildflowers, and the creeks, pristine water. So we're there in nature, so we don't have these distractions. And we're there for a week to 
where they can connect with themselves, they connect with the peers and the staff and each other. And what, what activities do they do? What well, we, fills their day? Absolutely. It's, it is just an awesome program that we have. We start earlier in the week. The idea is to get to know each other and get to know themselves. So we've got uh, our obstacle course. We've got low ropes and high ropes. We've got these different activities. Everything we do is team building and confidence building. So we're there with that kind of activities. Then we're learning primitive skills, earth skills, survival skills. That means fire with friction oh boys love fire oh yeah so you're teaching them how to make fire make fire without a match or a big lighter can you believe that oh wow it is really really awesome love that yeah so so we're teaching these survival skills we build shelters debris shelters so if you are out in the woods sometime maybe with your friends and something happens that they will actually know how to build a shelter that they could survive in for on a cold night so I bet they love this hands-on approach that they're actually out there building this stuff. They do. And they can see what they've done. That's right. We do archery. They learn archery. We are uh, taking hikes and creek hikes. We're bathing in the creek. We're doing all these different activities. And we, we're not just there teaching and we are there as mentors and some of the difference what we're doing we actually have them to experience these things we do inquiry we are having them follow their curiosity on the things that they are interested in there at camp so if there's something that they're interested in they get to spend more time on that specific thing it might be not tying it might be learning napping it might be um Uh, Like I said, uh, with the archery, all these many different activities, all with the the idea in mind is for them to build their confidence in themselves so they feel like that they are truly – you know, we, we help them find their gifts and what they're good at, and they get to practice these skills at the camp. We, ha- we hike on the Appalachian Trail. is just an awesome full-day experience that challenges them physically, too. So they get to do all these things together using teamwork. Also, our leadership program that we have, they learn to follow and lead. They get to practice that in a safe environment. That's what we have there. We create a safe container for them to experience all this and get to learn themselves, get to know themselves better to when, when they go back home home and into the real world, they're going to have more confidence, self-reliance to be successful in their lives. So Jay, how have you seen over the past 12 years that you've led this camp, how have you seen the kids change? I mean, what feedback have you heard from the parents on well, this? Well, we do have some that have come back and been junior staff, staff in training, and then staff. Um, so, so some of these young men have come back. It's mm-hmm. just phenomenal. They want to give back some of what they got. But what we do hear from the parents is they're, 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 when they go back home, uh, they're just much more cooperative. They're cleaning their room up more on their own without having to be prompted. They are doing better in school. So they're taking responsibility in their life without 
a parent or a guardian, someone really um, pushing them into it. And so this is what we want. We want our young people to start taking more responsibility, even at 12 and 13 years old. It's very important because that taking responsibility does create the confidence that and what they need to actually be successful in the world, in, a, in their environment around them. Well, this is where they learn the foundations uh, that they're going to use the, their entire life and the, and the skills that they're going to reach for um, when things start getting rough how to cope how to deal with others Um, it's just it's a tremendous thing for these young gentlemen to learn well it is adolescence is a very very challenging critical time in these young men's lives and so what they do and the decisions that they make during this time can affect their lives for the rest of their lives one of the things we do is we help them we facilitate them to create a code of honor this is something that they will then live by for the rest of their lives and we give this to them a laminated code of honor code of honor at their graduation and I just want to share a couple of those really quick so I am responsible I keep my word I love and respect my family I am humble I treat others the way I want to be treated I give my best I tell the truth even if it hurts I am trustworthy honest and keep my word I have fun and I cheerfully lift other spirits so those are just some of the the code of honor that was these are just some it's different every year and this is their code and we help the young men facilitate this every year so it's a week-long camp for boys and it's uh july the 11th through the 16th and if your children uh if you have boys uh between those age groups of uh i think you said 12 to 17 that's correct that um are free during that. I think it's it's worth every penny to get them in this camp. Um, it will it will change their lives. I just want to give a few statistics here. In uh, 1995, teens um, uh, were on their screens. Let's see, uh, were on their sc- watching TV 2.5 hours. Okay, in 2005, teens were watching TV six hours. Okay, in 2015, we've jumped to 7.5 hours a day. Okay, 7.5 hours a day that your teen is on a screen of some kind occupying his mind and not outside communing with nature. Um, you know, screens are all screens aren't bad. We we use them for they They've improved our life tremendously, uh, but they've also uh, created a lot of problems socially for teenagers. It, it has, Belinda. It's um, it's really a serious thing that we don't even know the repercussions of what's going on right now. But young people being on these screens and these electronic devices so much, I mean, this is a whole nother disorder. We actually have a, another disorder now that's that's called you know between the internet gaming and being on these things these inter- it's it's toxification it's it's electronic toxification and there's no way we can even know the seriousness of it so what this whole idea of um 
nature deficit disorder and getting young people in nature is critical to do that because that's how that helps with their focus and concentration to be away from these devices for just this one week all right we're speaking with jay zipperman he is the founder and director of mountain wisdom camp we're going to come back from the break and tell you how you can get your son in camp before summer is out stay tuned this is Scott Slade from Atlanta's Morning News and WSB. Our 24-hour news center is delivering updates four times an hour all weekend. You can depend on it. And we'll be here Monday morning, 4.30 to 9, with breaking news and traffic and weather every six minutes when you wake up. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now, back to Belinda Skelton. Thank you, Scott. I want you to stay tuned because this next half hour, we're talking with Mary Pat Matheson from the Atlanta Botanical Gardens about the Del Chihuly exhibit. And if you have not gone, you've got to put that on your to-do list. It is fantastic. But right now, we're trying to get you outside uh, to get your son outside in the um, Mountain Wisdom Camp. And I have the director on, Jay Zipperman. And um, Jay, this is for boys age 12 through 17. And uh, the camp is July the 11th through the 16th. And uh, give them a website and how they can register and listen folks this camp for a week at camp is only five hundred and fifty dollars and that includes everything food and jay tells me it's delicious it's all organic it's uh prepared right there on site so uh you you can't beat that so how how can people register for the camp jay well, they can go to www.mountainwisdominc.org, and you can go to our beautiful website there. You can scroll down all the way to you'll see our camp there, the Young Men's Camp, and just right below the little bit of description, you can click on the registration forms, the directions, and what to bring. All of this information is right there. Print them off and fill them out and send it in. So that's right. So this is a camp for these young men to get out and be away from home for the one week, be in the woods, get away from all those distractions and come and have fun and and be in a community. And your your son will be better for it and have a wonderful foundation and be away from the screen and back to nature. Jay Zipperman with Mountain Wisdom Camp. Thank you so much for joining us in the studio. Thank you, Belinda. This was wonderful. It's just great to be here. Thank you so much. Folks, stay tuned. Atlanta Botanical Gardens coming your way next. This is News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And this is Atlanta. The food, the wine, the entertainment, the lifestyle. This is Belinda Skelton's Atlanta Living, sponsored by Vane Innovations. And welcome to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton. Thanks for joining us. And we're going to take a look at Chihuly in the Garden. That's at the wonderful Botanical Gardens here in the city. And Mary Pat Matheson is in the studio, President and CEO. Welcome back, Mary Pat. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here again. And if people have not looked into the Chihuly in the Garden exhibit and seen something online or in magazines, Del Chihuly is a true artist. I mean, his work is just awe-inspiring. I could never get tired of looking at his work. So why don't you explain to our listeners what his work is and how it appears in the garden? 
Well, first, I'm so glad to hear you're such a fan of Dale Chihuly's. It's hard not to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he, yeah. Not be. He's he's just uh, he's really one of the. He is probably the world's best known glass blower, and um, his work in the garden is it's inspiring. It's beautiful. Some people use the word magical and mystical, but there is something about the way the glass and the sunlight in the garden. And then the juxtaposition of the glass against beautiful gardens um, work together in a way that just creates something that you just cannot believe. It's just, it's dreamy and it's beautiful. And it's all in a beautiful setting, of course, here in Midtown Atlanta in the Botanical Garden. And it's just a wonderful visit. And I'd say this exhibit is not something you want to do quickly. You know, you want to walk it slowly, enjoy the glass. We have 19 major installations. And the thing about Dale's work is if you've seen it before, you realize that if you see a chandelier or a tower, it it may be one piece, but it's comprised, in one case, uh, the sun is comprised of 1,300 different pieces of glass. So it's also a scale that's just beyond what most people can imagine glass could be. We have a 30-foot neon tower that's reflected in a water mirror out in the woodlands that is like a beacon in the woods. It's just stunning. So I went online and started doing my research about about Dell and, and how his glass blowing has evolved mm-hmm. over the years, his artistry, and it, it is amazing. And you have two permanent pieces of Dells that are always stationary in the garden. That's right. When we did the exhibition, which by the way, this is a very different exhibition than the one we did in 2004. But when we did it in 2004, one piece in particular that's in our new visitor center, well, it's not new anymore, but maybe six years old, um, was designed specifically because we have the world's largest pitcher plant collection. Now, pitcher plants are very interesting. They're carnivorous plants, and they're shaped, as one would imagine, like a pitcher and filled with liquid that insects crawl into, and yum, yum, they get... Uh, they die in there and they get digested by the plant. It's a fascinating plant and they're beautiful plants and they're all over the southeastern United States. And we sent a box of those pitcher plants to Dale when they were blowing the glass for the original exhibition and he was really inspired by them. So he created a chandelier that is comprised of pitcher plants of glass. It's stunning. And then that now was. Where is that? That's that's right when you come into the visitor center. So the first piece you will see in the exhibition is the Nepenthe chandelier, which hangs in the visitor center. Okay. And it's lots of greens and golds, and then it's rimmed in this beautiful sparkling red. And the second piece we bought is the blue and white, which is sits in a beautiful outside. water feature. It's been outside for twelve it, years. I look at it. It blows and I'm your like, mind. <laughs> how is this? You know, knock on wood. How is this maintaining? It's integrity outside. You know, the story I've told people for 12 years, and it was because someone on Chihuly's team told me the same story, is that if you had a party at your home on New Year's Eve and you didn't finish one bottle of champagne and it was out in the yard and because you were having a good old time, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you didn't go back out there for a while. A, a, ni- a year later, you could go out and that, sh- that bottle would still be intact. So the glass is thick and it's heavy. And it's well-crafted, and it doesn't break as easily as people would think. There are pieces, though, that are um, 
I guess, delicate enough that if someone threw a coin at them, they would break. And to be honest, that's what we worry about more than anything. Mm -hmm. Any of the pieces that are near water, we have signs out that say, please keep the change. In other words, don't throw right. the coins. Uh, but the glass itself is really pretty durable. And like I said, we have one piece that's been outside for 12 years, and it looks beautiful. It looks amazing. So I can't imagine um, this exhibit that's probably traveled around a bit and Putting it up and taking it down, um, what that entails. It's fascinating. First, it is an original exhibition. So this show has not been anywhere but here. Oh, wow. But there are pieces within the show that have been elsewhere. So with the, the sun, which is a, uh, a really beautiful yellow and creamy white and um, chartreuse piece that's massive it's huge with 1300 pieces of glass that's been in other exhibitions around the world but then there are six pieces that dale designed specifically for the atlanta botanical garden and then any piece is located specifically in our garden uh, to complement that space in the garden and we work with their team to select the siting because we know the garden right. so well um, and then putting it in isn't that going to be a major feat uh, i would say that they are Almost like an assembly line, they have worked with the glass for so long. So even that big sun that has 1,300 pieces of glass, each piece comes off and goes into an individual box that compartmentalized. And so they have it done as a system that works incredibly well. But it's fun to watch it go in and also to see it come down in early November if people are interested in that. So how long will the exhibit uh, Chihuly in the Garden be in place so folks can go enjoy it? Lots of time, but remember, time goes quickly. And this oh, is yes. the kind of exhibition we find people go to see multiple times. One is you'll have friends in town, family will come visit, and you'll want to go see it. The other is because it changes by day and by night. Oh, I bet. Oh, it's amazing at night. So we're open every day but Mondays, except for holidays, like Memorial Day we were open. And um, we're open five nights a week, Wednesday through Sunday, from 6 to 11. Well, 6 to 10, really, but people can stay till 11. And then the show runs through the end of October. So it's a nice long run, but it will, um, as I said, people want to come and see it early because they're going to see it two or three times. It's that kind of an exhibition. Because it changes, like you said, with the daylight and evening and then you'll go and then you'll say oh my you know my friends coming in town must exactly see this, it's I've like to take them well and you know it's a whole experience so if you come during the day you're going to want to have lunch at our new restaurant i know you've done a review linton's in the garden uh, which is linton hopkins you know he said to me the other day there are two artists in the garden mary pat there's dale chihuly and there's linton <laughs> he is a food artist well he he, he deserves is. that because he's a james beard award-winning chef and he and his staff have done a wonderful job with the new restaurant. So you're going to want to come and have lunch and then stroll through the exhibition. And then the other opportunities to come and have dinner and see it at night. And the glass at night, people always ask me if it's lit from within. And there are only two installations that are. They're neon. And, of course, they are lit from within. Mm -hmm. Everything else is externally lit, but it glows. There is a different look and aura to the glass at night than there is by day. And if you go online and you just Google Del Tahuli and you, you watch he and his team make some of these things, you will go to the Botanical Gardens and the Chihuly and the Garden Exhibition with a whole different appreciation when you look at these pieces. These, That's right. Um, pieces in the garden with just 
admiration for how they're put together, where they're placed. And like you said, your team worked with him on the placement, how they work with where they are in the garden. And uh, hats off to your team, Mary Pat, because something is always happening and blooming in the garden. That is our brand. Thank you for saying that was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) There's never a dull moment. No, we've got something going on all year long, and that's the key. And, you know, the garden changes too, but so do the exhibits. And so after uh, Chihuly uh, in the garden exhibit, then comes... Let me think. We're going to roll right into, in October, while Chihuly is here, we go to our 14th year of Scarecrows. Good memory. And we've done them for 14 years. So it's become a grassroots Atlanta tradition. And I love it. It really is grassroots art, where you have different local artists, designers, families, nonprofits, corporations making. And for anyone who's not seen the Scarecrows, they're not a Scarecrow. They're Scarecrow families. (laughs) They're like whole dioramas of Scarecrows. And then, of course, we'll roll into holiday lights. It's kind of hard to think about that as we're in June now, but um, that is another tradition that we do at the garden that is a really wonderful time to be with friends and family in the garden. And I mean, it is a gym for our city to have this right in the middle of our city to have the Atlanta Botanical Gardens. We're going to take a break. We're speaking with Mary Pat Matheson, President and CEO of Atlanta Botanical Gardens. We're talking about the Chihuly in the Garden exhibition. When we come back, we'll talk more and let you know how you can get tickets to this special event. You're listening to Atlanta Living only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And welcome back to Atlanta Living. I'm your host, Belinda Skelton, and we're speaking with Mary Pat Matheson, President and CEO of Atlanta Botanical Gardens. And we're talking about the 2016 Chihuly in the Garden Exhibition. And Mary Pat, um, Dale Chihuly, the artist uh, beyond all glass-blowing artists, there are some amazing things he's done to really stretch the realm of glass blowing that you can see in his exhibit in the gardens. Yes, that's what's so interesting about Dale. You know, people will think every piece he does is is inspired by nature. They look like herons and birds and all of that. And indeed, he will say he's inspired by nature. But he's more interested in stretching the limits of what glass can do as a material. So we were just talking about these purple reeds called the Neodymian reeds. And they are blown in Finland because Finland, um, number one, is the only place where this mineral that creates the purple in the glass is found. And that's where he has ovens that are long enough for the glass to go into. But how do you get glass to stretch to nine feet when the blower may only be six feet tall? I've seen it done. They put the the gaffer who's doing the blowing of the glass on a lift and his foot raises the lift up while the glass goes down and then the handlers below are working the glass with wet newspaper because it doesn't transmit heat and then they can see how far they can go with that glass before it gets too narrow and too thin to hold up once it's cooled and hardened so he's very interested in stretching the limits of glass you'll see that in his sunken baskets he's done a whole series of big baskets, three, four feet across, and he lets them sink in just a little bit while they're molten. And yet, 
not so much so that they collapse. And that's one of the great interests and the great talents of Dale Chihuly, is looking and understanding the science and the art of glass and seeing how far he can go with it as an artist. How far he can push the material he's working with. Okay, now we've piqued everyone's interest. How can they get tickets and see the exhibit, Chihuly in the Garden? Well, of course, um, we always recommend people go online and buy tickets in advance, especially if you're coming on a weekend, it's busy, uh, and then you can walk right in the door, and we love that. You know, just come on in, bring your ticket, we'll scan them, and you'll be in before anybody else who's in line. So, number one, Buy online is very easy to do, but if you forget and don't have time and you arrive at the garden, of course the ticket booths are there and we have our volunteers and our staff there to receive people and take tickets. And um, I always like to plug for membership. If you are a member of the Atlanta Botanical Garden, you and if you're a family member, your family can get in for free during the day. We are charging members at night, not as much as the normal rate for non-members, but that's because this is such an expensive exhibition to bring to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I think people understand that. And it's worth every penny because it's stunning. But uh, there are a number of ways of doing it. And online is uh, atlantabotanicalgarden.org. So it's easy to find us online and learn more about the show and the hours. And and while you're online, you can go ahead and book at Linton's so you have a reservation. And so your day is complete. So you have the day at the Botanical Gardens and either lunch at Linton's or dinner and and it'll be a great memory for you, promise. How great is that? And by the way, you can stroll with a nice glass of wine if you're an adult and you want to enjoy an adult beverage and the kids can sip a root beer while they're enjoying the garden or some healthy juice at Linton's. But um, we really like to give you the full experience. And as I said, it's a multiple, it's a, it's a two to three hour experience, but it's one you'll never forget. Absolutely. Mary Pat Matheson, President and CEO uh, of the Botanical Garden, thank you so much for joining us in the studio, and we'll see you for the next event. Thank you for having me. Great to see you. You too. You're listening to Atlanta Living, only on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Depend on it. Hey. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.